track right up top. That's, that's what this podcast is going to be. That's a, great, that's a great start to the podcast right now. <laughs> Hi! Just start cracking. Podcast. Not only do we crack jokes, we crack voices. We crack voices, apparently. <laughs> uh, the Media Boat Podcast. It's Wednesday, and that's what that means. It's a new episode. This is episode 137 of the Media Boat Podcast. Today is August the 15th, 2018. In case you don't know, well, now you know. Media Boat Podcast is your source for news about movies, television, Video games and music, not necessarily in that order. Oh, My name something is in Matt. Matt. His name is Mike. I'm Mike. He's Matt. We've got a lot to go through. So we've got, got some international stories ahead of us. International week. What? Yeah, it's no, a world it's, tour. It's kind of a world tour. It's a world tour. Because we're kind of a world big gig, kind of gig. What? World. What are you saying? Worldwide. Are we Mr. Worldwide? Yes. Are we Pitbull? <laughs> I'm trying to be. Try, trying to be. Trying to be. I'm trying to be Pitbull. Try, try, trying to here. make that worldwide status. Yep, Mr. 305. Dale. All right, let's get started then. Let's okay. start with movies, because we always start with movies, and we always start, start movies with the, with the box, box office, office numbers. So, uh, let's talk about this week in box office. Your number one movie, which we did not. Well, well yeah, we totally nailed. Well, you. So you told this. Yeah. I said it was going to flop. Nope. Be DOA. Nope. The Meg, your giant shark movie, is your number one movie this week with $45 million debut. CGI Jaws claims the number one spot. You know it does. Moving to number two uh, is Mission Impossible Fallout with another $19 million. Its grand domestic total is 161 in case you're wondering. That's not bad. Not bad. Christopher Robin is your number three movie with another thirteen million dollars. Take those kids. Take those kids to see Christopher Robin. Yeah, Uh, Slender Man drops to number four, eleven million dollars, and Black Klansman, number five debut with ten million dollars this first weekend. That's good for Spike Lee in a limited release. Yeah, it's something. It's something. Limited release movies. Yeah, it's good to see in the in the top five. That being said, also kind of a slow week. Yeah. So that's when those these things happen. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, moving on to next week or this week. All right, this Friday, your new releases. We have one. A grand total of one. No, there's, there's Well, technically there's two. Well, no, there's three. There's three. There's three. But but one is on a weird release schedule. Yeah, that's why. We have a weird release schedule one. So, technically, coming out today is Crazy Rich Asians, your comedy with a full Asian cast, yes. Asian director, we, Asian writer. Yes, we talked about this mm-hmm. two weeks ago before its release. Uh, uh, things are looking good for this thing. Early I've, projections I've heard good have buzz. This, this as your number one movie next week. So. I think that may be because of the Wednesday. Maybe. But also, it's getting some good buzz. Yeah. It's, Looked good coming into the previews. That trailer's good. The, uh, yeah. Makes makes that thing look real funny. Yes. Um, so, yeah. This is your date movie. Take your date to see it. Take your date to see Crazy Rich Asians. Also this weekend, Alpha, your first dog movie, <laughs> which looks like they have no idea what uh, they want to market that movie for. So this was, was, this was supposed to be a January release, a dark, gritty tale about a boy who gets lost from his uh, clan, his tribe, and teams up with a wolf and forms a bond, you know, a 
puppy love bond. You could say it was man's best friend. You you could say that. <laughs> you know, if you're trying to play with the family friendly style. Yeah. Which is what they're doing what right the now. They did, yes. <laughs> they switched it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is going to be terrible. Yeah, I don't think anybody cares about this movie. I think they're rushing it to the theaters just to get it and get it out. Uh, yeah, I don't think anybody cares about Alpha. Yeah, well, it's supposed to be their, like, uh, winter gritty release. And then yeah. got delayed, got pushed back, changed marketing styles, changed up uh, some other stuff in the back dealings. And, yeah, now we have Alpha the family-friendly film. Yeah, I don't know. Nope. I don't know anybody who cares about this movie. No. Nope. Neither do we. Go see Dog Days. Yeah, sure. <laughs> the other dog film out right now. <laughs> uh, also out this week, Mile 22. What is Mile 22? Mile 22 stars uh, Marky Mark. Mark Wahlberg? Funky Bunch. Yes, with his Funky Bunch. Uh-huh. Uh, as... They transport one person from one safe house to another, which is 22 miles away, but they are being attacked on all sides. Of course. Where every where the streets become the war zone. Mm-hmm. Where the streets have no name. It's a Mark Wahlberg slash military, paramilitary, not paramilitary, but just military, military. militaristic. <laughs> regular type. Regular type of militaristic um, <laughs> type of movie with guns a-blazing. Okay. Uh, it's it's your action film of the week. Yeah, sure. Maybe. Maybe. I, I'm not. I don't have no high hopes for it. Yeah. It, it keeps trying to bombard advertisements with me, like target marketing me, and I'm like, nope, nope, <laughs> not nope, me. Nope, no interest. <laughs> well, what I do have interest in is moving on to movie <laughs> news. But first. Did you see any movies this week? Yes, I did. All right, what did you see? I saw the fifth movie of the box office. Okay. Black Klansman. So you saw the Spike Lee joint. Yes, I saw Spike Lee's newest joint. How is how is this joint? Bendy. <laughs> Expanding contract. <laughs> Expanding kind of, kind of Yeah. The, it's was it a ball and what, what was ball and socket joint? Ball socket. The ball, and, ball socket. and socket is different from a joint. I thought a ball and socket was a kind of joint. I don't know. Doctor! Ah. I need some Dr. Medical Beam. Ball and socket versus joints. Ball and Difference. socket. <laughs> it's like uh, saying ball and socket. Yes. But no. So let's go. So Spike Lee's newest film. Yes. Is exactly what you think it is. It is a Spike Lee film. Somewhat over the top. That sentence just completely didn't have to exist. I know. <laughs> uh, it's a little bit over the top, but it's also very in your face on the message it's trying to tell. Okay. Uh, this is based off a true story about uh, two detectives uh, who infiltrate the Ku Klux Klan and one of them is black and one of them is white. Mm-hmm. And together they uh, infiltrate the Ku Klux Klan to, in Colorado to stop a basically hate speech riots. It's not sure what it is they're, actually, they're exactly trying to prevent. Mm. But... Rather just to get like more information on like what it is the Ku Klux Klan does or what they're trying to do, which by the way I thought was smart. They don't openly refer to it as the KKK, but you know, but you know they refer to it as the organization, which uh. is probably how they refer to it. 
Because when you say the Ku Klux Klan, you think, okay, negative, hate speech, done. Right. But if you go the organization, it could be anything. You can say openly about it, like... I don't know, it seems pretty obvious. Well, no, like, if you're out in public, <laughs> like, like the like you're at a bar, yeah. where it's a bullshit, like, the organization needs to do this and that, rather than saying, openly saying, like, the KKK needs to do this and that. <laughs> well, yeah. So, yeah, either <laughs> that, but, um... Uh, John David Washington, son of one Denzel Washington. Oh, I see. Is excellent in this film okay. as the lead. Uh, I want to see him actually get a nominee here for in Golden Globes. Not necessarily, yeah, not necessarily in uh, <laughs> Academy Awards. Uh-huh. Although it is that good, uh, there just may be better performances out there uh, in the coming, you know, in the rest of the year. But definitely worth. Golden Globe doesn't worth some nominations. Uh, he's excellent in this film. So is Adam Driver. And thought I never thought I'd say this. Ah, so is Topher Grace. Huh. Playing uh, David Duke. Uh, oh, right. The Grand Wizard David Duke. Forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, we reported on that. <laughs> yep. Uh, as he was doing that. But yeah, he's excellent in this film. I want to give him a supporting actor nominee. Academy Award nominee Topher Grace. Oh, he's that no, good. That'd be a weird thing to say. I know, it's a weird thing to say, but he's that good in this film. He approached it in such a weird way, like he's as in he's always right. But he never comes off as very pompous, but rather very charismatic, which is weird for Topher Grace. <laughs> it's just weird it's weird for me to say that, but that's just how it felt. Like you started to empathize with the way he was what he was saying, but then you realize that, no, that's wrong. I see where you're going, <laughs> but that's super wrong. I see how you got there. But no. But no. <laughs> but stop that. Yeah, please stop that. But you just, <laughs> you just goes about it in such like a calm, demeaning manner that that's very like against what you would normally think of like hate speech and KKK style, like like mentality it's just so opposite from it but he's like the leader so it's this weird dynamic contrast which actually comes to a head in the film when they actually point it out and it that's the other thing about this film is that Celestine is thrown out the window oh well yeah this is like they literally stop the motion to literally hammer into the point about like 15-20 minutes into the film like hey this is what's going on. I hope you get this. This is what I'm trying to tell you. Da 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 da. Do you get it? Da da da. I'm like, yes, okay, I get it. Can we move on? And then I did it again about two thirds way through the film, and then I did it again at the very end. At the very end, as if it wasn't made clear that one, this is based off a true story, and two, that this stuff actually happens. It then immediately showed um, footage from. Charlottesville, uh, the riots, and President Trump, and, oh, speaking of that, backing up here, to the very opening scene, it opened with, um, Alec Baldwin, and basically, like, as a eugenics doctor. Oh, boy. Uh, it doesn't say that, but it, it says that he's a doctor, and he's, like, giving the, this, like, speech in front of, in front of, like, a, like, a projector. Basically promoting this hate speech, but I think that was done on 
I'm going to say it was done on purpose because of his portrayal of Trump on SNL, that they purposely got him for this, and it's very eerily, like, in your face, like, you know the parallel I'm trying to make, I'm not going to tell you, but clearly, this is what I'm trying to tell you, and at the very end, it just does that again, where, this is what I'm telling you. Yeah. So the question is, is in 2018... Do you need to be told this? Yeah, it's like... I don't know. I feel like the argument that's being made about this film, and you're not the only one making it, uh, there are some other takes out, out right now among the, the internet uh, that has that's kind of similar directions. It's like, we get it. Oh, yeah. Does... Is this movie kind of out of time in a weird way, where it seems like it's like he needs to, like... Uh, Spike Lee, as he's gotten older, I don't want to necessarily say... It's about age, or if it's about the time period, or whether he was of a certain time. It seems like the more movies he makes, the more he feels like he needs to remind the audience of things. Whereas if you go back and watch Do the Right Thing, mm-hmm. it's like it stands on its own. It's very clearly trying to, uh, trying to make a point, sure. Yeah. But it does it in a subtle way by telling the story and by just kind of... It feels like you're just watching these people's lives. Yeah, well, like I said, subtlety is thrown out the window here. And that's that seems and disappointing to me. It is. Because, like, one of the th- reasons why his classic movies worked so well was because, like I said, it's just like, here's a day in a life, almost, of what's going on with these people's real lives. And that's why it resonated. Mm-hmm. You don't need, necessarily, characters to tell you, oh... By the way, this is what we're doing. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I know. Uh, so I can't really say anything beyond that. But that seems to be the argument. So no, I've seen that argument on the internet, Do you think that he could too. get away with maybe being a little more subtle? Yes, <laughs> but I don't think that's his, necessarily his anymore. style anymore. Yeah. Because like, I walked out of his... Because if, if it ended right before all the like, recent clips happened, I'd have been like, okay, perfect film. I got the message. But what you're saying is that they they, they went and told you, oh, here's the parallel in case you didn't get it. Yes. It's like, here's here's what's going on literally yes. outside. And I've actually seen arguments on the internet yeah. about whether that should have been included or not. Yeah. Whether, not only, like, should have been included, but also how the type, or the type of people who interpret it, like... Whether it should have been or should not have been. Yeah. It's very divisive about, like, sort of, like, telling what kind of a person you are, but not really. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's all, it's up to interpretation, yeah. I guess. Yeah. At this point. But it's definitely a good film okay. worth checking out. So, on the patent and media boat scale. See it. Still a see it. Still okay. a see it. Uh, this thing's gonna get some reward award recognition. Expect, like I said, Topher Grace is great in this thing. Um, John David Washington is great. It's a great name, by the way. It's a great name. Also, also, I was doing watching interview about him. Apparently, you have to say John David Washington. You can't just call him John Washington. No, because that's not his name. His first name is John David. John David. No, it's John David. No middle name. Washington. So it's John David Washington. John David Washington. Yes. All right. Just I keep thinking of John David Booty. I know, right? <laughs> Which I feel like not that many people would have that problem. No. But we do. We do. It's weird. 
Anyways. Anyways. John Davis. Yeah, uh, go see Black Klansman. Um, it's it's not one of those like independent films where you need an open mind to get what's going on. It's literally going to just hammer it into your brain yeah. and on screen like, hey, this is exactly what this is. It's not trying to over oversell anything. It's not trying to be subtle in any type of way. But for it not being subtle, it is acted like the acting is superb, directing is superb. I love everything about this film. Except I don't want to say except the message, which just sounds weird. No, uh, except just I think the way that the message is delivered. Yeah, except I delivery. think is what you mean. <laughs> the way that the mess the the, 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 except, the execution. Of yeah, the, except of the, the final nail in the film, I yeah. guess. Oh well. Oh. Okay, uh, well, let's move on. Do you see any other movies this week? Uh, movies? No. That is the section we're in. No, not movies. Okay, let's move on then. I, I got some TV stuff. That's, to that's later. <laughs> yeah. First, we have to do movie news. All right. Open up Wait, movie do you news. see movies? What? You see any movies? No, I don't see any movies. Oh, come movie. on. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know me. I know the drill. Movies? I don't see those. All right, but movie, if you had a movie pass... No, I still wouldn't use it. That's why I don't have a movie pass. Okay. All right. But speaking of movie pass, our first story this week is about movie pass specifically. If you happen to buy your movie pass as part of Costco. Yes, listen up. If you bought movie pass as part of Costco's deal, this could be for you. Pay attention to this. So, Costco, of course, ran a, a bundle deal, I believe. Yeah, it was, it was a promotional a movie, bundle movie deal. Movie pass was included alongside something else. Yeah, you get as a movie pass and streaming service for right. like... Eight ninety nine a month or something. Well, if you happen to take part in this, well, you might want to return the paid subscription, and in fact, you can, because Movie Pass subscription fell within their standard return policy at Costco. They would be honored to refund the purchase, so they can. On top of this, parent company Helios and Matheson and Analytics are being sued by their investors claiming that press releases made by the company are, quote, materially false and or misleading, unquote, because there was no reasonable basis to even imply that it could lead to profitability. <laughs> well, that's fair. Yeah. MoviePass has long maintained that it could turn a profit by selling data by the following year, but that milestone was passed several weeks ago with both companies rapidly losing money with no real strategy to survive. So this is... Kind of a culmination of what we've been talking about for the last few weeks yes. about movie passes. Troubles. Yep. They still don't know how to make money off of a thing that's literally just selling tickets for two dollars less than they are. Well, it's, it's the same. <laughs> it's the same problem that I pointed out when it first came out. Is great. That's great. You can have the data, but right. if no one's gonna pay for it, yeah, it's ultimately useless data. It's useless. It's useless. Uh, so the the key part of this story is that yes, Costco people. So if oh, you're yes. disappointed in your movie pass or you don't like the changes they've made, uh, yeah, go over, roll over to Costco's guest services desk and say, hey, uh, I heard you guys are doing refunds for the movie pass subscriptions I bought here. Can I get one? Not necessarily that. It's just this product that I bought here mm -hmm. is not is not living up to its expectations. Yeah. Meaning. A ticket a day, which it clearly hasn't been. The only reason why we're suggesting this at all is because this is rare. Uh, yes. Monthly subscription products never qualify for refunds or returns. 
So this is a rare moment where you can actually kind of get, get yours as a consumer. Um, so yeah, go for it. Um, but yeah, keep this in mind though. Movie Pass is um, a questionable thing right now. It's going through some tough times. Who knows whether it'll exist by the end of the year? <laughs> Only a matter yeah. of time. We'll find out soon enough, I'm sure. But yeah, just but a yeah, warning. Cost, I know. I was, I was reading up on this, and just all the comments were just pr- just praising Costco on yeah. not only just accepting this refund, but how they basically accept most to all refunds. Yeah. And just like praising, it's like everyone's like, "All oh, hail Costco! You're the greatest," which is <laughs> which is funny because in most uh, circumstances, like in most uh, polls. They do end up on top as like one of, if not the best customer service you could ever get from a company. Yeah. But yeah, uh, because MoviePass is not living up to its expectations or to its basically standard goal line, uh, you can, if you bought it uh, through Costco, return it. Yep. No questions asked. I mean, you'll, you'll probably ask like, oh, you didn't enjoy the product. But yeah, probably one or two questions. But yeah, uh, just make sure <laughs> you have your receipt or you have the account you bought it on. Uh, they'll look it up through that way. And the horse you rode in on. All right, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on to another story here. All right. Uh, next up, have you been wondering about the next Star Trek film? Like every day of my life. But really? No. Uh, so yeah, no, uh, the uh, fourth in the but... current Star Wars series, which would be the follow-up to... Star Trek uh, Beyond. Beyond. Beyonce. Which was the last one. Yeah. Uh, which was good. I liked Beyond. You liked Beyond. Uh, yeah, Beyond was good. Um, I liked all of them, technically. I even liked Into Darkness for what it was. It's not as bad as people think. So. Yeah. I don't think. I, I thought Beyond was too similar for my taste to to Into Darkness, so I kind of uh, like, was eh, eh, on it. It did some different stuff. Been a Cumberbatch is fun. Yeah. Uh, that was fun. Anyways, well, the fourth one, unfortunately, has hit a snag. Its two lead actors have walked away from the project. That, of course, being Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. In this. Wait, Surprise. what? Surprise. These aren't Star Trek. That's the name you have. I, I know. Okay. That's <laughs> what I wrote. I was like... I don't know what you're asking. No, I know what the story well, the is. the plot, yes, I know what the story is. I'm Chris trying to say you in the film as uh, that version of Kirk's father. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah. the reason why they're walking away, uh, which isn't the important part of the story, is that Paramount was trying to reel back, reel in the budget of the film, and so the two have left due to a pay dispute. So the script would have called... For a time-traveling storyline, where Kirk meets his dad in a semi-reboot of the franchise. The latest film, Star Trek Beyond, only made $343 million only worldwide oh. on a $185 million budget. Despite this, Paramount has made no intentions to saw the film and will still be moving forward with current director... I say current because who knows? Yes. Um, with uh, uh, S.J. Clarkson. So, what do you think happens... If they lose their Kirk. They find a Picard. Uh, no, they already have this universe set up. Yeah, I know. Do they completely but, reboot this thing? I mean, that's what... That's what they do with, like, SJ9 and... Or, sorry, D- SJ9. D-Space 9 and Voyager. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what SJ9 is, but it sounds pretty good. I'm going to watch yeah. some SJ9. Yeah, you want some SJ9 action? Yeah, let's watch that. 
But no, I mean, that's what... The, essentially what Star Trek did as a TV series is that when they when they couldn't uh, get contracts back, they decided to just reboot it with an entirely new team. And don't be surprised if they do that here. Because um, not only that, but then they got to pay Zoe Saldana as well and Zachary Quinto. Yeah, they do. Yeah, if they want to get them back. Because they signed for three films and they're trying to do a fourth. Yeah, I don't know. That would be a weird amount of work that they would have to do if, they, if they, these characters leave. Right. So it'll be really interesting to see what happens. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's better to just do a soft reboot yeah. uh, of sorts uh, where you only bring back Zachary Quinto. Um, you have... So this is what happens. You have the Starship Enterprise basically gets destroyed, gets thrashed, gets lost somewhere. But Zachary Quinto is the only one who survives because you can get him back. Mm-hmm. He's clearly Spock and... He's also probably one of the cheapest ones you can get back. <laughs> eh, yeah, maybe. Uh, so you get you him in his escape pod back to Starfleet, picked up, uh, bring him back to Starfleet Command, and have him rendezvous with a new team as he leads an exploration of pick new captain, basically soft reboot, as they explore what happened to... The previous uh, Enterprise ship. Maybe, but again, that sounds too similar to stuff they've already done. Doesn't it? Yeah, it's like, I don't know. This is a tough nut to crack. So hopefully they got top people on the job right now. The other way to do it is that you don't have to stay in this, not only just this timeline, but this era. You can fast forward uh, 20 years, hire someone to play old Captain Kirk <laughs> and, and or old Chris Pine Captain Kirk and then reboot it with a new younger version yeah. of of a Starfleet maybe I don't know who knows I guess we'll find out or you don't or you say you do that but you just get Zachary Quinto to reply Spock because they don't age just say I'm now this year's this much old deal with it <laughs> I want that to be an actual line in that movie. <laughs> I am now this years old. Deal with Don't it. Don't like it? Deal with it. <laughs> Deal with it. And then sunglasses fall on his head. All right, let's move on to our next story. Well, yeah, no, there, yeah, there's ways they can get around not having the not having a main Chris in their casting. It'll take some confuckery, but it can be done. We'll see. It'll All right, some confuckery. Let's finally move ah, on. Ah, KFC. Confuckery Kitchen. Confuckery Chicken. I don't know what you're talking about. We need to move on. Confuckery Chicken. Our next story is about legendary pictures. Yeah, I am. Oh, pictures. Legendary pictures. The production studio. Well, that company is leaving its distribution deal, uh, distribution and co-financing deal that they currently have with Universal Studios. And where are they going? Well, back to Warner Brothers where they were. Back into the arms of their original parent. Yep. The new deal uh, will only be for distribution, and it will release legendary films for a fee. Uh, it will not be a financing partnership like it was during their Universal relationship, which was eight years long. But they could invest a certain uh, in certain films and vice versa if they wanted to. Uh, neither company, however, is obligated to take equity stake in each other's films. Warner Brothers and Legendary are already working together on the upcoming 
Godzilla King of the Monsters film, mm-hmm. as well great. as Detective Pikachu. Yeah, yeah. Still happening. <laughs> With Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Detective Ryan Reynolds Pikachu. Yeah. I'm so excited for that. But, yeah. So... This is good news. I mean, Legendary tried to make it work with Universal. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, they've actually had some flops. I haven't really had that big hit they did. They did. since they left. Mainly because they did no longer had access to Christopher Nolan. Well, I mean, that certainly doesn't I mean, help. Yeah, that, that clearly doesn't help. But, yeah, that's a big... Because uh, they lost the Batman stuff as well. And all that's good stuff. But, yeah, then... Uh, I don't remember anything like significant coming from Universal the last four years from Legendary. Yeah. But yeah, good to see them going back to uh, Warner Brothers. Probably going to get... I wouldn't be surprised if they try and head up a new franchise with them. Go find out something. Well, we'll find out. All right, let's move on to our, uh, our, our kind of a combination story here. So you've called this first looks. This is basically yes. like we're getting some early footage of upcoming movies starring some pretty well-known people. Uh, this is a whole bunch of movies, movies we know about, movies we're just trying to find, like just starting to find out about now. Yeah, combination of things here. So normally so, this stuff appears in magazines and there's images to go along, but I was having a struggle trying to figure like, well, I want to talk about all the stuff coming out, but. They're pictures and not trailers, so I don't know where to put this. <laughs> well, we can talk about it. Like well, we're going to do it right now. So, there has been... As we say, screw the rules, I'm doing yeah, my own why stuff. Not? Why not, right? Uh, so, there, th- some of these, uh, some of this footage includes... Pictures. Will Ferrell and John C. Riley in Holmes and Watson. That is the comedic take of the classic Sherlock. Uh, is this a weird spiritual sequel to Step Brothers? I feel like it is. <laughs> like somebody it's, said, it's the weird trilogy. It's the weird trilogy uh, from Talladega Nights. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> uh, we have also seen. Um, um, all right, Lu Yifei. Did I do it? Sure. Lu Yifei. You want to try again? As Mulan in Mulan. Yes, we have our first official image of Mulan in Mulan. Yep. Um, she looks pretty badass. They also released a second image uh, via Twitter where it looks like they were doing the reflection scene as it was her walking in front of a big pool of water with giant green screen in the background. Jean screen. Jean screen. It's just a denim drop. Yeah, it's, the, it's, it's just it's like you project something on denim. It's the new blue wall. It's like, hey, you like my jean screen? Anyways, <laughs> all special effects in this movie done on jean screen. Yep. Um... Let's be confused with Gene Screen, which is just this guy named Gene who's in the production. Uh, who's in production? Just, just Gene Simmons. Yeah, I made this. Fit faces of Gene Simmons. Yeah. With just one tongue interacting between <laughs> all of them. <laughs> Gross. Uh, we also saw um, a new character in uh, Wreck It Ralph 2 named Shank, played by none other than Gal Gadot. Uh, this involves a new racing segment that has not been seen in the trailers. Cool. So. M- more racing in Wreck-It Ralph? Minor thing about Wreck-It Ralph, the internet also went crazy this week. There was some new footage of the Disney princess sequences yeah. in which the Disney princesses were in loungewear. Okay. And the internet freaked out because it's like they're ba- all like based like loosely on like their personalities. <laughs> so like Mulan's wearing this like varsity jacket looking thing <laughs> and chilling. Uh, Snow White is like this shoulderless like goth 
shirt, and then like, <laughs> it's it's hilarious. You need to look this. I up. haven't seen this. You I need to look, look up this image. They put all the princesses in like like their their pajamas. It's I'm hilarious. gonna look this up. This sounds like something I need to know. You need to see this. What, what did you even look at? So like Disney princess pajamas? Yeah, you probably find it that way or or something. Disney princesses bracket Ralph just do image search. Anyways. I know, but aren't you just going to get the the images of just the trailer? Oh, I, I see it right here. Yeah, you'll see. Uh, yeah. S- also, we saw Hugh Jackman in political thriller The Front Runner. Huge Jackman? Huge Jacked Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty great, huh? Elsa's yeah. wearing a Elsa's wearing Let, it, let it, go it Go sweater because, yes. sure. Anyways. Yeah, that's cute. Yeah, I like it's, that. It's a cute idea. Alright, uh, we also saw Felicity Jones and Eddie Redmayne in Amazon's The Aeronauts. Uh, this is based on the book, sci-fi. Makes sense. Jake Gyllenhaal, Joaquin Phoenix, John C. Riley again. And in a western slash dark comedy called The Sisters Brothers? Yes. What? So, their last name is Sisters. Yeah, uh, The Sisters Brothers. And they're brothers, brothers. so they're okay. The Sisters Brothers. They're The Sisters Brothers. Yes, there's no apostrophe there. And then we also saw the first uh, pick of our, Il- our our Dora the Explorer, uh, played uh, by Isabella Moner. Uh, Isabella what? Moner. Moner? Moner. Yeah. Um, rule 34, <laughs> fully in effect here. Moner? Moner. I don't know how it goes. Moner? Isabella Moner is your Dora the Explorer. If you recall, she's older in this. She's yes. not a child. No. Uh, Teen? I don't know. Well, how old she's supposed to be? I just know she's supposed to be older. Yes. That's all I know. Uh, undefined. 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 Unspecific. Undefined. Unspecific. You're just. Unspecific. You're going around <laughs> these words? Alright, let's move on. I, I, I'm just like horseshoeing it close enough. Horseshoeing. Short horseshoeing? So that'll. Be it for movie news. Moving in to television, we always start with sports. It's sports segment. There's a few things in sports this week. First up, the PGA Championship was this past weekend. That's golf for all y'all who don't know. Mm-hmm. And a man named Brooks Kopka. 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 Edged out Tiger Woods and Adam Scott. Not that Adam Scott. But that shooting. Adam Scott. No, not that Adam Scott. I know, not that Adam Scott. And, uh, shoot, uh, 16 over 4 days and 72 Minus. holes. You completely butchered that. Yeah, he shot I thought it was shooting under. dash 16. No, uh, she shot under 16. Under 16. Yeah, yeah, yeah which is uh, par, <laughs> under 16 par. Okay. Uh, over the course of 4 days. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, over 4 days, holes. 72 holes of golf. Played. That's a lot of golf. That's a lot of freaking holes of golf. It is. Golf holes. Golf holes. Woohoo! Alright. Uh, anything else in sports before we move on? Um, um, real briefly, um, Real Sports with Brian Gubble. Yeah. Uh, this month. Definitely check it out if you got HBO. Returns uh, for its what? 20 something season? I feel like that show's been on forever. Uh, yeah, something like that. <laughs> But yeah, they do a, a nice highlight of Sean McVay uh, as the youngest NFL head coach, and also uh, how he has like this supreme brain. <laughs> I want to say it, it's hard to describe because he's like he has a visual memory of like every play he's ever run ever. So that's and 
Brian Gumbel actually quizzes him on it, so it's fun that way. Uh, and there's also a, a spotlight about an NFL player who's also a doctor. Oh, cool. Like, he, he legit does surgeries, yeah. but he's also an, an offensive lineman That's for the Kansas good. City Chiefs. Nice. And he's, like, he's, like, legit, too. He's, like, second highest paid offensive lineman in the NFL right oh, now. Oh, wow. $45 billion contract. <laughs> <laughs> and he also makes a bunch of money on the And, and, and he's also a doctor. <laughs> yeah. And, and lastly, funny. yeah, and there's also a great spotlight on the, uh, on baseball, but not major leagues, but rather like single A and double A mm-hmm. and how they get paid less than minimum wage Ooh. and only get paid during baseball season, which is obviously they don't get paid, spring training they don't get paid, yeah. it's only during like actual baseball season. And so they talk about like this pay discrepancy and how they were trying to get a bill passed uh, to basically say, you have to pay these guys a, a living wage. It's really interesting look, and definitely check it out. It's real sports. That's sports segment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, yeah. It seems they like always do interesting stuff, too. Yeah, it seems like they're really, really good at finding the smaller stories that other people aren't really covering. So if you like sports, check that out. Although, if you like sports, you probably heard of it. Yeah, but yeah, Real Sports is back, so definitely check it out. All right, let's move on then out of sports and into television news proper. First story is another kind of wrap-up story about that Sinclair Broadcasting story we've been talking about. Uh, last week we talked about that 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 the, basically the government had not approved. Yeah, uh, that it fell out of the the courts as yeah, this ain't gonna happen. Well, the newest news is that Tribune has decided to wave the white flag and withdraw from the merger, and in the Woo! process, sues in the process is suing for one billion dollars damages over breach of contract. They're suing on the grounds that Sinclair engaged in quote misconduct unquote and precluded U.S. government approval of the deal with the FCC and Justice Department by failing to divest television stations as regulators recommended. Regulators. Regulators recommended. That's a hard two words in a row. Yeah. Tribune said uh, Sinclair had breached the company's merger agreement, which required them to make their best efforts to secure federal approval. The deal had been in the works for over 15 months prior to the termination. So this makes some sense because if you're um, Sinclair and if you have a reason for doing this in the first place, which is to get as much stuff as possible, the last thing you want to do is... Get rid of some of your other others like other properties. Other properties. I was trying to avoid using properties because that's not really the best word here. Yes. But yeah. Uh, but if you're Tribune, you're like, well, come on, we want this to pass. Just give up some of your stuff because you're gonna have a whole lot of our stuff. It's like Disney giving up all the sports stuff. Yeah. Like which they're they did. Re- which they well, yeah. they're going to. Yeah, for the Fox deal. We're yeah, for the Fox deal. So it's like. It just yeah, but but yeah, it's a it, it's good that they dropped out. They know this wasn't going to happen anyway, so at least we can finally write a giant screw you to Sinclair. The, the, the big X right yeah, here. It didn't happen. Uh, yep. Their gambit to run the the what what was it sixty something percent of yeah seventy like percent households uh, local access. It's like yeah, no, right. but that didn't happen. No, it didn't happen. But yeah, this is just goes to show you that if you play dirty, 
You're gonna get done dirty. Yeah. Uh, last last bit of there there. By the way, if you're curious, the deal had been in the weeks for over 15 months. Yeah. Prior to this termination. If I was looking forward to, to a big payout after 15 months and it not happening, I'd sue for a billion dollars too. Yeah, you would. <laughs> All right. So let's move on then uh, to something a little bit more depressing. So. We've been covering uh, in news um, Twitter harassment and how Twitter harassment can lead to people leaving their social media accounts uh, just because it's just overwhelming. Just an overwhelming amount of people just getting all at them. Well, the newest victim of this uh, has been Ruby Rose. Uh, Ruby Rose, uh, she's been in a few things. I think most uh, most notably, uh, she was a character in Orange is the New Black. Yes, uh, a couple seasons ago. She's also uh, made ripples she, through that. She was just in the the new number one film. Yes, in the country, Me- the Meg. The Meg. She is a lead in the Meg. Uh, but sadly, all of this uh, was uh, not the cause of her departure of Twitter. Instead. Uh, she has left uh, the social media platform after uh, her casting as the superhero Batwoman in the CW's Arrowverse, which was announced last week. Right, and that was originally just going to be the announcement of, hey, Ruby Rose is uh, is totally, like, the new Batgirl. That was right. just supposed to be the news. It wasn't Done. only Period. that, though. The other half of that story was that the character would be portrayed as lesbian. Which is key because Ruby Rose herself identifies as queer. So this was a big deal. This was going to be a LGBT person playing an LGBT character on a network television show, which was a big deal. So that being said, there's a certain quotient of the Twitter audience that wasn't on board. Uh, she's been uh, out as uh, uh, in her identification since the age of 12, but that didn't stop people from attacking her, arguing that she can't play a lesbian character for one reason or another. Others questioned her acting skills, despite all her previous roles. Basically, haters hate. Haters hating and just and throwing shade because they can, because they want to. And so, justifiably, she just bailed. Uh, yeah. She bailed on Twitter, and yeah, she's out. But it's just, it, this is just another in a long line of examples of this where Twitter harassment just can get real deep and get these people in real uncomfortable situations. Yeah, but... It's just, it's not, it's not cool, guys. Yeah, she did leave with one final message saying, basically saying that if y'all want to get at me, contact me on my bat phone. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Yeah, that was nice. But that yeah. is good. But, but yeah, I mean, I think just, that this is... Just come on, guys. What the hell? It's like, come on. Well, also, there's, there's no come reason. on, Twitter. I mean, this is not really our purvey. But, uh, but Twitter in the last few weeks have already pretty much said that they don't care about actual uh, uh, potentially uh, like hateful speech uh, and mm-hmm. messaging. They instead want to want to crack down on very, very small things instead of the large things that are plaguing their uh, environment like harassment of people like this right it's just so twitter get your stuff together man well this is (laughs) supposed to be a part of like twitter's new like attacking uh uh, or attacking hate speech like trying to deny hate speech yeah so they're not doing the work that they need to do for to get actual actual hate hate speech stopped yeah it's i don't know i don't get it let's move on Okay, so uh, to, let's move on to another hate speech. Ah, uh, well, another disappointing story. 
So last week we reported about, or uh, two weeks ago? We oh, last that, month, roughly. At some, <laughs> some, at some point. We reported that uh, Chris Hardwick was returning uh, to AMC's programs such as Talking Dead um, after his uh, brief departure due to allegations of sexual assault. Well, he will now do so without several staffers, as approximately 25 people who worked on the show previously uh, are now not returning to the show. This includes one executive producer who had worked there for, uh, but left after he was reinstated after the accusations. Hardwick has made, of course, a vocal apology, apology to the staff and invited crew members to one-on-one meetings to address any further concerns. But that's not going to change people's minds, you know. Like this is they're doing what they deem is correct, which is they don't want to work with the dude who has this on his record, which is understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless of whether or not what the uh, the the network uh, found in their own network investigation does not necessarily uh, like wipe Absolve. the slate clean. In fact, when I said that on the podcast just a few days after that. I saw on Twitter that the the woman, uh, I forget her name, um, that accused her him in the first place, uh, went on Twitter and said, "Yeah, they, none of my, like, none of my, like, my Circle story was contacted. None of my story or people or me were ever contacted in that investigation. Mm-hmm. So what were they, what were they investigating? Is the question, right?" It's like, if they're just investigating, oh, if it has only things to do with our network and our television show, then that's all that we care about. Of course they're not going to find anything. Because that wasn't what the accusation was. I don't know. It's just like, the networks also need to maybe rethink about their approach to how they they deem these people that they employ, uh, you know, a clean record or not. Like, they need to figure out what well, what but, the kind of people they want working on their network. Yeah, but I think the investigation was more in lieu of a claims adjuster. Yeah. Basically testing the water, seeing like, is it okay for us to bring him back or should we just move on? Rather than the actual investigation, it seems like. Well, it's disappointing, uh, regardless uh, that, that he's back. But, but good for, good good for on the these staff. 25 people yeah. that won't be returning. They'll have to find other people to do their stupid show, but talking about other shows. <laughs> also, right. 25 people to talk about one show. I'm pretty sure <laughs> you literally you anyone could do this job, as I keep saying on this show. You don't have to bring him back. Just literally put, like... I, uh, anyway. It's, it's a five-man right. five operation, technically. <laughs> Alright, lastly... If that. I could do that five-man operation. Oh, I could probably do that two-man operation if I wanted to. Probably. In fact, we you could argue that we do every week. We do every week, yeah. Well, you know. Where we talk about... Stuff that happened on TV. Except not The Walking Dead. Who's watched that show in years? No, no. <laughs> Everybody I know who's watched that show is like, oh yeah, I stopped into the second season. It's like, yes, everyone did. Anyways. Oh yeah, I stopped after the first ten minutes. <laughs> I like that one better. That's good. Alright, let's move on to our last <laughs> story, which is a money story, because we love money stories. Oh yeah, money, money, money. Hulu! is on pace to lose money, more than $1.5 billion. Oh, it's a bad money story. Yeah, bad money story. As projections come from Comcast, that posted Hulu as a loss for $353 million the second quarter. This is on top of the $436 million loss from the first quarter of the year. However, the subscriber base has grown, actually. 
with 20 million plus customers paying at least the $8 a month uh, subscription fee with their live service, maintaining about 1 million subscribers, including me, for $39.99 a month. Last year, they spent $2.5 billion on content and are on pace to pass that this year. With all that, they are still third in the streaming competition behind Netflix, of course, and Amazon Prime. So what do you think overall this means for Hulu? Probably not much. Um, For Hulu itself, no. But that is only like one-third of the profits, too. Mm -hmm. So multiply that by three, and then you're losing... Close to a billion dollars per quarter because Comcast is only one third of that. Then you also have the third for Disney and a third for um, Paramount. Is that right? No, not Paramount. Uh, not Warner's. The other one. Viacom. Viacom. The one they're buying. Yeah, Viacom. No, not Viacom. That's Viacom CBS. Fox. Viacom's not CBS anymore. They actually broke up. I know they broke up to do yeah. some things, but no, Fox. <laughs> Fox is the other Yeah, because it's buying them. But yeah. All right. Well, let's move on uh, to out uh, of that. So, yeah. Uh, who knows what that means for Hulu, but we'll find out. But well, next... Uh, uh, I mean, if Disney just makes it their own, because they'll own 66%. We'll see if that happens. We'll though. see if that happens. <laughs> All right. Uh, that wraps up movie, our television news. So, you've been watching a couple of television shows. Yes. Uh, first up, of course, and I watched this with you, so we can talk about this... Uh, uh, second episode of uh, Hard Knocks uh, with on uh, HBO yes. uh, with the Cleveland Browns that continues. Yes, Cleveland uh, Browns continues. Uh, also on HBO, though there was Let's a premiere that you watched. Yeah. Um, so this is also in the vein of football. It is, and it also brings back the person we were talking about earlier, John David Washington. Mm-hmm. As I completely forgot that he was in Ballers. Ballers. The, Ballers. Uh, that's the uh, the, the rock uh, the the entourage of the sports world. Right, it's basically the rock is sports entourage. Yes. Uh, so that's in its fourth season. Uh, fourth season. Uh, they're doing action sports now, <laughs> and when they're listing off like people they had on their roster, it was like Tony Hawk, Bam Margera, Kelly Slater, and I literally said. What year is it, and are you yeah. sure this is the demographic you want? Hold up, because shouldn't it be Tony Hawk's son? Yeah. Isn't he the skateboarder now? Right. Okay. I mean, that's weird. Weird move, but all right. Maybe they figure that their audience doesn't know who that is. Yeah, like, the, the audience they're going for are the older male demographic. Yeah. So they're going to be... So they're going to do yeah. names they recognize. Yeah. Bam. But, uh, yeah... yeah. But they did bring in Russell Brand for this season. Yeah. And as soon as they appeared on screen, I went, nope. nope. Immediately wanted to turn it off just because <laughs> of him. I Good don't ass. like him. Yeah, nope. Nope. I despise him. Nope. Nope, nope. He's a nope for me. So, but Ballers still is that show? Ballers is still balling. Yeah. Uh, it's still, hey, we're going to try and struggle to make money. And somehow we'll end up making yeah. money. I don't know. I feel like every show I've seen, or every like bit of that show I've seen... Is just the same. I know. It's, I don't know. I don't get it. All right. Hey, like I said, it's the entourage of the sports world. Yep, and that's and that, not that's the where way you to sell a television that's show. That's where you check out. Yep. I check in. As soon as you said entourage, <laughs> I'm out. All right. Uh, what else uh, did you watch? Anything else? Yes. So I finally caught up on um, Brooklyn Nine Nine. AKA, you finished watching the entire series. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Entire series up till now. I finished watching it. 
Uh, I've also caught up on My Hero Academia. I've caught up through two, the two seasons of the sub, and no, the dub. And now I'm watching season three, currently in the dub version. I'm going through that. Still good. Still excited about it. That love what they're doing with that show. It's clearly, if not one of my favorite uh-huh. animes currently running. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Other than that. No question mark. I watched PGA. Okay. I watched the golf. The golf. The well, golf. We already talked about that, so let's yeah, move on. I watched that. Then, so that's good. I, I was drinking and uh-huh. uh, some mimosas and yeah. eating all you can eat wings. That'll do it. For for that, that was that was mm-hmm. great. All you can eat wings. All you golf. can eat wings and golf is a great mimosas. combination for a Sunday. There you go. All right, all right. Let's, let's move on. on then. Out of uh, taking us out of television, of course, is cancellations and renewals. Uh, but because we're in the middle of summer, not a whole lot going on. There's no renewals though, but there are. Or, actually, there are nothing but renewals. There's no cancellations this week. Uh, we have first ABC has gone through all their primetime game shows and renewed them all. The one hundred thousand dollar pyramid, celebrities, family feud, and to tell the truth, all are back for another season. Also, on OWN, that's the Oprah Winfrey Network, which is very hard to say, apparently, they've renewed Queen Sugar for a fourth season. Let's get out of television now, and let's move into music. Yes. Um, Before we do that, there are no significant deaths, but Aretha Franklin was hospitalized. Oh, she was. This is true. uh, The past two days, and... She, the doctor basically told her family to prepare for the worst. So, if it's not right now, over the next, I mean, I'm sure we'll get, like, alert on it in my phone. Well, but over let's, the, not, let's not get ahead of ourselves. We're not getting ahead of ourselves, but just don't be surprised if she's the next uh, one to go. Uh, let's not talk about it. Let's move on. All right. Uh, to music, and we always start music with the Billboard Charts. First up in Billboard is your Hot 100, which is your singles chart. This week, your number one single is still In My Feelings by Drake. Followed by number two, Girls Like You by Maroon 5. Number three, I Like It by Cardi B. And number four, Sicko Mode by Travis Scott. Sicko Mode. Sicko Mode. Sicko Mode. <laughs> and number five, Fifi. Fifi. Fifi? Fifi. Fifi? Uh, by 6 9 featuring Nicki Minaj. Oh, 6 9. 6 9. That's 6, the number 6, I X. Yes. The number 9, then I N E. Yes, 6 9. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Moving on to our Billboard 200, which is your albums chart. Well, guess what? After five weeks on top, Scorpion is no longer on top. Woohoo! We have a new number one album. Who is it? It's Astro World by Travis Scott. Who is that? Travis Scott is a rapper. Are you sure? Yes, I am sure. I think you just said Travis Scott for the he, top five. I, I did. He's in, he has a song in there. He has sicko, <laughs> sicko, whatever the hell I just said. Um, your rest no! of your album chart, sicko. <laughs> uh, the rest of your album chart here. Number two is Scorpion by Drake. Moving down a spot this week. Number three, Swimming by Mac Miller. Yeah, he is. Number four, Beer Bongs and Bentleys by Post Malone. I will. He's so happy when I don't have to say that freaking name. You're Bongs and Bentley. And number five, rounding out the top five this week, Stay Dangerous by YG. You're good? I don't know what YG stands for. I just Young G. YG. I do not think it stands for Young G. Young Goose? 
Yeah, maybe it's Ryan uh, <laughs> Ryan Gosling's uh, rap career. Young Goose. Young Goose. <laughs> All right, let's move on then into this weekend's releases. Finally, after weeks of saying, man, where are all the music? We have a real strong week this week. Yes. Yes, I'm we very do. excited. First up, Animal Collective with their new record, Tangerine Reef. Ariana Grande's Sweetener is out this weekend. Yes. Let's get that Grande Sweetener. I'll check that out. Austin Lucas with Immortal Americans. Blue October with I Hope You're Happy. Yes. That Blue October still making music. Making music. Colin Omori with The Diet. Colts with Motels. Death Cab for Cutie with their first record in what, like eight years? Yeah. Uh, Thank You for Today. I've been listening to that one. Great Lake Swimmers with The Waves the Wake. Lil Pump with Harvard Dropout. Uh, my pick for the week, Mitski with Be the Cowboy. Did you see Mitski? I did on Mother's Day. Yes. Uh, Papa M with A Broke Moon Rises. And uh, or Slaves, Acts of Fear and Love, and Still Corners. With slow air. So. Something for everybody this week. And something for the chat, too. Something for the chat. What do yes. we got? Uh, Travis Scott sounds like a blue collar toilet paper. And then Scott brand toilet paper. <laughs> that was a slow burn. But I got it. You got it. You got there. I got it. I got there. That's you got good. The... I like that. Thank you, chat. Thank you. And if you want to tell your jokes. <laughs> Go ahead. Watch us live and comment. It's true. <laughs> we'll we'll read all here. the jokes and make Matt laugh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's move into music news. All right. So we'll start with the follow-up story. Our first story is back in Ireland. Remember Ireland? Yeah. Well, due to new laws enacted by the country, Ticketmaster is close to uh, is set to close resale sites, SeatWave, and Get Me In. The sites will be shut down in October and will allow people to sell directly to Ticketmaster where a simple click will release the tickets back into the market. Under the new law, users will only be allowed to charge the original price or less, including any booking fees paid initially. New tickets will be shown in blue and secondhand tickets in pink. Yes, Uh, they already do that on their site. But now... Uh, But now they're basically because Ireland enacted this law that we talked about two weeks ago... They literally have to, or they literally can't use ticket resale sites of their own company in right. Ireland, right. Which, which they should be doing in the first place. <laughs> but but business? that was the business, yeah. Yeah. All bets were off. But money? But money. Yes, it's yes. all our butt money. But money. <laughs> just Ticketmaster. But money. But money. Or just like anything Ticketmaster's been doing. But yeah. yeah, so this is the effects of that... Uh, that law. That law. In Ireland. So and yeah, it's doing yeah. work. Yeah, Be, being taken seriously. Like not one of these like joke laws like in uh, Germany or something. All right. That was a nod to last week if you all got that. But hey, if you didn't, if you didn't go ahead and check out last week's episode. Yep. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Our next story... Is also another follow-up. Yep. Hey, remember Pearl Jam? Remember we talked about Pearl Jam? Yeah, well... Now they want to help the homeless? Back in the news. So, yes, they had their big um, concert, uh, the first time since 2013, at Safeco Field in Seattle, and fans went nuts. Uh, This took place on Wednesday and Friday nights to raise money to fight homelessness they raised more than $11 million to spread across 40 local organizations. So 
That's a success. Yeah. $11 million for homeless shelters. Um, that's actually uh, 90% of those profit proceeds are going to the shelters, but that's still $10 million. Yeah. Going to... That's pretty good. Just going out there. But yeah, uh, it just shows you what you could do. Like, if you're a popular enough medium and want stuff to happen, make it the change you want to be. Be, be the world of change you need to be in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Make money. Get money. How I won't make money. I won't make, I won't make that money. Yeah. But money. But money. Right, but money. Speaking <laughs> of money, both real and fake. Yes. Akon is in the news this week. That Akon? Yes, that Akon. Okay, as if there's another one. (laughs) The Grammy-nominated musician is launching his own cryptocurrency, because of course he is. Wait, is it called A-Coin? Yes. It is? Aptly titled (laughs) A-Coin. I feel like we made this joke. I feel like we made this joke. a weekend ago. And now it's real, as if somebody was listening to us, or as if that just all bets are off in 2018. <laughs> just everyone's doing a cryptocurrency at this yeah, point. Including Akon. With Akon. Oh, he uses blockchain technology towards improving the conditions in Africa. Well, at least it has a reason to exist, I guess. Uh. The venture will include a 100% crypto-centric city, which will be based in a... T- this sounds like a parody. In a 2,000-acre <laughs> land in Senegal, the crypto city aims to be a, quote, real-life Wakanda... That will revolutionize. <laughs> I can't even read this story. That will revolutionize daily business and human exchanges. What the hell does any of that mean? Hey, this is a real thing. <laughs> take it seriously. I can't take this seriously. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Akon has launched his own cryptocurrency, <laughs> which he hopes to basically improve uh, life in Australia. Australia? Ma- Australia. Mainly Australia? Aus- mainly Africa, Senegal, Senegal <laughs> via Austria, um, cryptocurrency. Not even close. The, the auteur uh, machine of this. Okay. <laughs> I'm done with this story already. It's, it's a coin. Look it up. Invest. Invest your $20. It may be worth Buy a something. Bunch of all right. It may be worth something someday. And yet, believe it or not, that is our, not our weirdest story this week. Oh, no. We end music with our weirdest story. <laughs> I saved the best so for last. the news hit that Weezer was going to release an Ultimate Weezer box set. And this sounds amazing. Twelve discs. A, a Twelve-disc set of digitally remastered versions. Some of their most famous songs, including hits like My Name is Jonas and Only in Dreams. This sounds great. It will I love include it. the original CD booklet as well. So Rivers Cuomo, uh, leader of Weezer, yep. uh, said in a press release, it's everything a diehard Weezer fan could possibly want. However, he did note, this collection does not include fan-favorite album Pinkerton. But it's a, it's a best hits, right? It's the greatest collection? So he, he responded to this and said, Well, I'm glad Pinkerton mean, uh, meant a lot to you when you were having a bad time in high school, and again, when you were having a bad time in college. <laughs> but, have you listened to it lately? No. Do you want to listen to it right now? No, probably not. <laughs> you people just want 12 Blue albums. Trust me. Wait, is that what this is? Yep. The Wait, box the... is just 12 CDs. <laughs> Of the Blue Album. 
and will be exclusively at Tower Records, which doesn't exist. <laughs> Wait, so is this even a real thing? No. <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. That's a pretty funny joke, though. It is. Oh, man. But yeah, uh, Weezer's having some fun with its yeah. fans. But yeah, really? uh, 12 CDs of the Blue Album. So, uh... Just make that, you can make that yourself by buying 12 <laughs> copies of the Blue Album. Or, uh, <laughs> or, you know, just put the Blue Album on repeat on Spotify. Yeah. Like, like, anyway. like, like most people. Yeah, just do that. All right, let's move out of music then. Uh, unless we have some thoughts, which I think we do. I think we do have some thoughts. All right, what did we listen to this week? So, uh, we listened to an album. Basically, the diss of all disses album. <laughs> Not, uh, not, not like this album, this but album. this. So yeah, album. we we listened to most of. Um, I didn't listen to all of it. Yeah, the, the second half. <laughs> yeah, I didn't uh, listen to most of it, but uh, but yeah, we listened to some of uh, Nicki Minaj's Queen, which was the big release last Friday. Uh, uh, Can she put on some clothes on that album cover? <laughs> it's basically just her She's in Nikki. a in so nothing. Does. That's what she does. She's Nikki. I know, but Anyways, it's, it's... so, yeah, this thing that, starts... That, that's going to be on a poster of some pubescent oh, yeah, boy's yeah. wall. 100%, yes. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so, yeah, we listened to the, the first bunch of this. It starts strong. So, yes, this starts off really well. Uh, for anyone who tries to, to deny that Nikki is a good rapper, give the first three songs of this a listen... And you'll immediately regret those words. Or I will make you eat those words. Yeah, she has... She still has talent. I mean, we've known that forever. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's still good at what she does. But if this alpha proves anything, is that she has no idea what consistency is. Well, I don't think anybody (laughs) does at this day and age. Yeah, maybe. I mean, there's an argument to be made about the format and and how streaming uh, numbers work and how the billboard works nowadays, where every freaking album has 20-something tracks long and, like, over an hour, and it's just, just bloated to all heck. There is an argument it's, to be it's, made it's there. Not, it's more than just that. It's the fact that every album has to cover a wide range of things. Yeah. So that way everyone listens to... There's at least one track on there you're going to like. Even if all right. like 19 of them are garbage to you, there's <laughs> that one track that you don't mind listening to over and over again. So yeah, she, uh, she raps in a lot of these, but then there's also... Uh, some auto-tune singing going on, mm-hmm. there's some ballads, there's like some guest guest appearances, which is another kind of issue there. Uh, yes. She Eminem. doesn't have that great of choices with the guests here. Yes, Eminem has a, a verse. Eminem and Lil Wayne. I swear she only has Eminem, and this is not the first time she's had Eminem on one of her tracks. No. I think, I swear she only has Eminem on, so that way she can demonstrate that she can rap like Eminem, like Eminem if not better than. Yeah. <laughs> She just wants to prove it. She's like, yeah, everybody says, like, he's so good. Well, I can do the same thing. And then you realize that Eminem's basically sleeping through his raps. Uh-huh. So it's like, are you really <laughs> as good? Or are you just putting Eminem on there so they give him a paycheck? I don't know what it is, but yeah. There's also a song with Weekend on there. There's yeah, a song yeah, with Lil Wayne on there. Yeah. There's a song with Ariana Grande there. Uh, it's Yeah, it's all over the place. Is but, the thing. but the main thing takeaway from this album is the... Diss tracks. Yes. Oh my 
gosh. So there's I don't two think there's... songs specifically have her mentioning a lot of people, but one specifically, Barbie Dreams, yes. is the one that the internet's talking about right now. So this guy actually goes pretty deep. Okay. So, uh, so, so it apparently informed me what is going on here. So this, that song uses the beat from a, uh, B, a Biggie song. Right. Notorious B.I.G. song uh, called Dreams. Okay. Which was basically Biggie talking about all the women that he wanted to have sex with. Okay. So, flash forward to apparently 2007, Nicki Minaj made her own version of this in an early like EP that she put out uh, using the same, same beat. Uh, basically talking about all the men that she basically could, could get with if she wanted to. Okay. This, however, is a reversal of that, where she decided to modernize it by saying, no, it's not going to be about the men that I want to have sex with. It's going to be about all the men who wanted to have sex with me and me calling them out. <laughs> That's why it's a diss track. Because uh, basically she's saying, like, oh, yeah, they all wanted it. Some of them got it, but I don't care. Basically using her femininity as power. Right. Which, which is a really cool reversal. And yeah, but yeah, it's notable because it's just a laundry list of people. So oh, she yeah. calls out Drake, uh, her ex Meek Mill, yes. uh, Fifty Cent in my favorite line. <laughs> what is it? About, about uh, she like she was with Fifty for a powerful hour, but all he wanted to do was talk about, about power, power for hours. hours. <laughs> Which is such a freaking good line. So yeah, it's a lot of that. It's it's that that's pretty good. That's pretty good stuff. So But yeah, as for the rest of it I she has a lot of choice words for people. Yeah. Uh she clearly doesn't have a filter still <laughs> for anything she does. Yeah. Uh it's worth a listen to at least the first half. And then you realize like, she says, like, you're halfway through Queen. I know, that's, that's so funny. I'm like, she literally has a moment where she says, you're halfway through the album, when you're halfway through the album. Yes. She's her, 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 her call out. Her call out to herself. Yeah, it's so weird. And then, then I looked it up, like, yeah, I'm literally halfway through this album, and I'm done with it already. <laughs> oh, well. I could get I could get through the rest of it. So, yeah, that's out. Check that out. I don't know if you want to. Did you listen to anything else? Anything else? Uh, no, because no new singles were released. Yeah. I I think that Dave Grohl play album is out. Oh, yeah. Or not, not album, but single is out. Uh, I think I saw some people talk about that. But other than that, no, I've not heard listened. I didn't listen to anything new. Me neither. Uh, oh, I'll be listening to some new stuff this week. Yeah, I was going to say, all the new releases are this weekend, so we'll report oh, no, back next new, week. I'm talking about some like international songs this week, or at least this weekend. What? I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. All Let's right. move on. All right. Let's move so, into uh, video games. Video games. All right. Video games, first up, upcoming releases for this week. You have Death's Gambit for PS4, Phantom Doctrine, Doctrine for PS4 and Xbox One. You have The Walking Dead, quote, uh, the colon, final season, which I'm guessing is the final season of the, uh, um, the Telltale. Telltale Walking yes. Dead series. Uh, that's on everything. Uh, World of Warcraft Battle for Azeroth, that is the newest 
uh, World of Warcraft uh, expansion. Yes, that's our PC. Yeah, normally we don't talk about PCs, but this is the big uh, one. Uh, yeah, that's your new releases this week. Yep, time to re- reactivate that World of Warcraft account. Moving on to video game news. First up, we go to Germany uh, for our first story. The Entertainment Software Self-Regulation Body, which they've named the USK. I'm sure that's German for whatever that is in English. uh, Is applying the Social Adequacy Clause in games, which means computer and video games may show swastikas, SS runes, or Hitler pictures. After years of that being a no-no in Germany. This was like the big thing in Germany. You Mm -hmm. couldn't show any type of swastika in any game. Uh, this will be approved after examination of the individual case and the USK age ratings, even if the game shows anti-constitutional symbols, such as the ones we just talked about. This means games like Call of Duty World War II or Wolfenstein II The New Colossus can finally be sold uncensored with the proper labeling, of course. Right. So, yeah, this is kind of a big deal. Uh, yeah, years and years and years, things had to be censored out in, in Germany uh, that involved swastikas or other uh, representations of Nazis. Right. But for now on, the basic rule is if it's era-appropriate in your game, right. they'll allow it. That's why it's case by case. Is that they'll have to take yeah. a look at it and be like, okay, is this contextual? Like, sure. These video games that I mentioned, yes, absolutely contextual. Like, one is literally set in World War II, <laughs> and the other is in an alternate, <laughs> alternate universe, universe where World War II is won by the Nazis. So it's like, yeah. It makes some sense, but... Uh, interesting to see Germany finally kind of turning around on it. Yeah, Germany's opening up on the stuff they've done. Yeah. Or acknowledgement of this stuff. But yeah, we, we're in a digital age. People buy, literally buy region-free region okay. consoles yeah. to get this stuff, so it makes no difference. Essentially. It's like the hardcore gamers. But this is good for everyone. Free speech for all. For Speaking sure. of free speech... Uh, or so, not so much. Oh, no. We so much. fly from Germany over to China, where regulations have frozen game approvals amid agency shakeups. The restructuring of power has led to concern about violence and gambling in games. This has put a hold on the release of all new games seeking approval. If they didn't get a previous approval, they are currently in processing limbo. Tencent and NetEase Incorporated, uh, you may have heard of them because they're among the biggest game distributors in China. Yeah, they and they are. license titles from some of the world's biggest developers, including Activision Blizzard, Electronic Arts, uh, Capcom, Nexon, uh, well, sorry, period. Nexon gets 45% <laughs> of the, but also yes, uh, yes gets also a, yes. A, a, its revenue from Tencent. Gaming giant Tencent Holdings Limited has lost more than $150 billion market value since January. Yeah, so essentially just no new games are coming out of China because of this. Um, yeah. So mean, everything needs to be evaluated. Right. I mean, they're still making money off stuff they've already made, you know, re-releasing stuff. But in terms of, like, new creative freedoms, not so much. That's what we like to call censorship yeah they it's, it's like there's no way to like have a free like f- f- like flow free. of video games coming in if you literally have to pour over every single one well there are well china's known for censoring stuff especially yeah. western culture like christopher robin is not showing and will not be shown right in china 
Which is hilarious, because yeah. it's a kid's movie. He's like, come on, it's Winnie the Pooh. Who doesn't like Winnie the Pooh? Like the president. Apparently. But, <laughs> or their president. Yeah. Also our president. Yeah, nice probably. <laughs> well, for all we know. Yeah. We're but done. yeah, that, that's just trying to keep their games localized to them. Speaking and stuff. of big video game developers and publishers, let's talk about Bethesda. Let's talk about Bethesda. They recently sent out a notice to a seller on Amazon Marketplace who was trying to sell a sealed copy of The Evil Within 2 as new. And they demanded that they remove that listing. This is because the sale was not by an authorized reseller, and thus it was unlawful, according to Bethesda. Well, that's not actually the case. Uh, there's a U.S. law called the First Sale Doctrine that allows consumers to sell a game so long as it's not significantly altered from its original form. Bethesda, however, is arguing that because the sale does not include a warranty, that it is not in its original form. Which could mean that anyone who sells a game without specific permission from Bethesda is liable to this removal. So obviously this hasn't gone through a real court yet. No. So we don't know whether or not they actually that argument will hold up. No, but this is something for individual sellers. It's also just... Why? Yeah. You're a big-ass company. You don't need to do this. I mean, it's not like they're selling it yeah, well, why are they for, focusing on for one cheap? dude? Like, well, no, they sent this letter out to multiple people. Still. But, yeah. It's, it's because they're not, like, an independent... Because they are an independent retailer, not, like, Big Box, not doesn't get directly like, from Bethesda. That's why they're attacking them. It's dumb. Yeah, it seems, seems arbitrary, arbitrary, for sure. I don't know. It, it doesn't make sense for them to go after them. Uh, it's just this is this is just a big studio being dumb for some reason. I I, yeah. I I'm trying to think of a way to defend them, other than it's their property, and that's literally all I but can no, think of. It's not even that because obviously, the game got sold at some point. <laughs> right. I don't know. This is weird. Moving on. Our last story about video games here is about Discord. If you're not familiar, Discord is the platform that many people use on their PCs for chat purposes. Some people even use it at their workplace for chat. It's all sorts of places in a chat form, but chat is not the only thing that they do now. The gaming chat website has announced the beta test of an upgraded version of something called Discord Nitro that has access to a curated selection of games along with current subscription perks. Being advertised as Netflix for games, you get access to all Nitro games alongside a curated game store experience with recommendations from employees written on note cards with recommendations about the hottest and newest games for the Discord team. Some of these games right now include Dead Cells, Hollow Knight, Into the Breach, Pillars of Eternity 2, and many more. So this is kind of a follow-up to what we talked about last week, which is mm -hmm. they're trying to make a, like, a small... Steam-esque games store. Yeah. But not quite on the scale of something like Steam. I don't like think they need to be on the small... scale. No, they don't. But it seems like they're going for a small kind of boutique kind of feel. Yeah. Where it's like, we're going to curate this for you. Only the things that we deem that are like currently the, the like quality releases and try to sell you on this thing you already use every day to talk to people. Right, I won't be surprised if they try and specifically curate it to multiplayer games. Yeah, that would make that sense. That way people can 
talk on the same team and you already have to chat right there talking to either your friends or your community yeah. and just say hey I'm in this game download it and we'll play together right it's smart it's easy it's quick it's integrating something that they already have which is a base and you just need the right what they need is just the right game to take off take this off yeah, it's neat. It's a neat idea, and it, like I said, like building in a platform that somebody already uses every day while they already are playing their PC games mm-hmm. is smart. And also, um, I'm on. I from what I've gathered about this thing is that it also basically launches launchers, uh, where it's like, oh, if a, you have a game in your library, say in the Steam launcher or in the. Um, the EA one, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Origin. Origin. Uh, like, it'll basically be one-stop shop where all your games are there. And you just click on it and launch it. So it's it's really smart. It's really, really smart. Yeah. Oh, Origin was in some deep heat this weekend. Oh. Yeah. Apparently, uh, they, like, denied, like, some thousand accounts. Oops. I'm sorry. They lost uh-huh. some thousand accounts. Uh, so people were complaining that because... Because EA didn't have any record of them canceling, they and they the account user didn't have wasn't able to access the account, that somehow they must have canceled without like either a notification or any backup date to it. So they lost all their games oh, for, for an Origin account. Ugh, that's rough. Yeah. All right. Well, that does it for me, uh, video game news. Uh, did we play anything this week? Uh, I almost played Madden. Yeah, we didn't quite get our copy of Madden this week. We'll probably get one in between now and next week. So we'll be back to talk about Madden 19 next week. Yeah, well, I'll definitely get into that story mode. We'll get into the gameplay of that. But I did not play anything new. Uh, Yeah, I haven't played anything new either. I mean, I played a little bit more more WarioWare Gold, uh, which got me back on a 3DS kick. (laughs) Which I pretty much played everything in my library, I and I got going. re-addicted to uh, Pocket Card Jockey. If you're a long-time listener to the Media Vote Podcast, you will remember just a couple years ago how we lavished praise on par- Pocket Card Jockey. Also, we already talked about it so much, but I don't need to talk about it here. It's old also, so I don't need to talk about it here. Just know, if you like Solitaire... And you like horse racing, and you have a 3DS, you should already own this game. It's only like eight bucks. Buy it right now. Yes. It's super addictive. It's, it's from, a lot of fun. It's from Game Freak. The people yeah, who bring the you people Pokemon. Pokemon guys. Yeah, it's fun. It's fresh. It's a refreshing take on this. It's still uh, good. It's still good. Still holds up. Yep. It's one of those games where it's like you keep wanting to do another game because it doesn't end. Right. It has no end. It just keeps going. Yeah, that's the fun part is that yes. if you get frustrated with the horse you're on you, you can easily just redo another horse. Just restart. You it's put two awesome. horses and if the horse gets too old and has to retire, that's fine because two of your horses can have a baby horse and you can ride the baby horse. It's amazing. You should play this game. Yes. I also uh, uh, went really retro. downloaded a couple of um, uh, Game Boy games through the 3DS Virtual Console. Oh, yeah. I played some Wario Land 3. Oh, on, on the Wario Game Boy game. Color. Because, uh, yeah, I was thinking about Wario a lot. I was like, I, I didn't play a whole lot of 3. I rented 3 when mm-hmm. I was younger. Way back in 2000. 
um, and played some of some of that. Uh, still good, still a good game. Also, I uh, jumped into uh, an even older game, uh, 1995's Kirby's Dream Land 2, <laughs> uh, which is still a lot of fun. So, so yeah, uh, that's all I played. So I played old games. Okay. So nothing new. All right. Uh, well, that will do it then for video games, and that <sighs> will do it for the Media Boat Podcast. That's all it. All right. So you know what that means. It's time, plug to it's time to plug away. So, if you liked what you saw here, well, we're live every Wednesday night. Yeah, we are. Every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Pacific, we go live on our YouTube channel. You can find it by searching Media Boat Podcast on YouTube. You can subscribe to our channel and get notifications when we go live. It's pretty cool. Also, you can find us on Apple Podcasts if you just want to hear the audio version of our show. You can also hear us on any uh, pod catcher you can think of. Just type in Media Boat Podcast, and as long as it's run by RSS feeds, you'll find us. How cool is that? New episodes easy. posted every Wednesday night. You can also uh, find us on social media platforms, such as Twitter. We're at Media Boat Cast. Facebook, just search Media Boat Podcast. You'll find our page there. Uh, like it. Leave us some uh, comments. We appreciate it. Uh, you, if you want to help us out with money, you can donate to us on Patreon, patreon.com slash mediaboat. There you can help us out uh, uh, by donating as little as a dollar a month for the cause. People who join us as patrons can also get special, never-before-seen content that we haven't even made yet because we don't even know what you want. So tell us what you want, give us some money, donate, us, donate to us, and we'll give you exclusive stuff yep uh lastly you can find us every once in a while playing video games on twitch.tv slash media boat mm-hmm. we might be back next week with madden um uh, but in uh, the end here uh that's pretty much it oh yeah media boat podcast.com is where you can find our written work such as our thoughts about things that we've liked or didn't like over the course of the last couple years yeah. And also uh, 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 a home for our podcast every week. So check that out, mediaboatpodcast.com. Yep. Uh, we'll be getting into some Madden on Switch. Or not Switch. On, <laughs> I'll, I'll look at the Switch. There's no Switch on Madden. There's no Switch version of Madden. No, uh, we'll get into Madden on Twitch. That's yeah, what I meant to Twitch. say. On Twitch. Um, yeah. The God of War Plus uh, update, or new game, new game plus for God of War, will be hitting on the 20th, and we'll be getting back into that. Streaming some Data War yet again. Yep. Uh, not the full story this time, but just a refresher to just run through that game. It was so good. I went on a God of War kick just like deep diving into like the lore they did, like all the commentary. It was, it's definitely worth a listen. Uh, I, I loved it. Uh, I really want to get back into it. It's a good game. Uh, but yeah, uh, we'll have reviews and thoughts next week. On new stuff, so yep. be sure to tune in, week. and we'll see you all next week. Hello. All right, bye. bye.